Auto what? Auto what? What? What the what? Auto what? Auto what? Auto what? Auto what? This is the Auto what podcast with me, Keegan On, Rob Atrell, Amon Bashir. And our friend Kevin Kennedy is here today. Hey, Kevin, how you doing? Hey, good. How you doing, Keegan? I'm great. Um, we're very excited to have Kevin on this show. Uh, he's done a bunch of stuff, and it's going to be really fun talking to him. Nice synchro. This is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Building suspense. Yeah. Um, speaking of fun stuff, there's a bunch of beer here. There is, yeah. Some of the beer. So uh, we have this week is the Oktoberfest beer from Mill Street. Described as a strong beer, 5.6%. That's not that strong. but uh, <laughs> So it's true to tradition with a blend of German malt, hops, and yeast, and nothing else. Why don't you guys try it out and sure. let me know what you think. Does it say strong beer in quotation it do- marks? No, it doesn't. It does say fest beer in quotation marks, though. Mm. What do you think? It's... Uh... It's nothing special to me, to be completely honest with you. Right. I, I don't, I don't notice it too different than than the organic. I really like Mill Street beer in general, but uh, I'm noticing a bit more in the aftertaste that type thing. But mm-hmm. uh, how about you, Kevin? What do you? It's, uh, it's definitely a a hoppy, yep, um, experience. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll say that. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. It's it's, uh, it's got like a definitely like a rich feel to it. Um, yep. Hey, it's almost October. It's making yeah. making me feel like it is already October. Yeah, that makes does. sense. Yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> it's it's tasty. Tasty. Let's let's go with tasty. Oh, it, it is very tasty. It's just it, it's not all that different. Being an Oktoberfest beer, I wasn't sure what to expect, but I imagine it is stronger than organic yeah. or yeah. something. But it's very along the lines of the organic, which is delicious. Sure. What about you, Rob? What do you think? I think it's good. It's got a good taste. It, I, again, now that we've done this for 19 weeks, it's <laughs> you're starting to get a feel. It, I think it does have a good sort of distinct taste, but it's not. Uh, yeah, it's not crazy, but it's good. Yeah, well, full, full flavored. You know, I don't want crazy in my beer. To be honest with you, Fair it's enough. full flavored, yeah. but they didn't go like nutty. Yeah, they didn't go too far. It's yeah. good. Yeah, it's good. All right, great. Um, so, Kevin, you are a high school teacher. Yes, sir. And um, so, what kind of stuff do you teach? I teach phys ed and drama. So I've always I've always said that uh, if you ever hear me complaining about my job, then I should either get struck by lightning or punched <laughs> in the face. Because <laughs> drama and phys ed, uh, for the most part, in high school, those are courses that the kids have chosen to take. Right. And yeah. so, uh, you know, if, if I'm doing my job, then we should be having a good time. And you know, occasionally there's a kid that maybe gets placed in my class that didn't choose it. And hopefully they can either, you know, get on board to, uh, to you know, participating in, in the phys ed class or in the drama class, um, you know, or, or if they if, if it's not for them, then that, that's fair enough. But for the most part, it's just it, it's a it's a good opportunity for me to to teach these kids something they've hopefully chosen to to take. Do you teach all grades, grade nine? Through yeah, 12? nine to twelve. Now in grade nine, when I was in grade nine, it was mandatory that you took gym. Yep. And it was uh, it was mandatory that you took one of the arts. Yeah. Is that still uh Yeah, that's still the same. And yeah. so um, that's that's something that's exciting too, is that once once the kids come into your class and try it once, then you hope that they're gonna continue to take it. And now that I'm in my fifth year at, at, at my high school, Russell High School, um, 
it's nice that the kids that are coming back for their grade 12 year of either phys ed or drama, yeah. um, you know, have obviously had a good experience in 9, 10, and 11 and are, you know, going to finish up their high school career again. But, uh, but yeah, it's true. There's Kids could take music or art instead yeah. of drama. Um, so once they've chosen drama as the, the, the path they want to follow, then hopefully they'll, they'll stick with it. But they could always, you know, take grade 9 drama and then they could take grade 10 um, art and then they could take grade 11 music if they want to but it's just it's it's really complicated because kids can't just take whatever they want because they have to they have to really get the the amount of credits they need to graduate right and so sometimes it you know becomes kind of a an obstacle for them to you know if they want to take grade 12 drama they can't because they still need to get one more french credit or one more math credit to actually graduate that makes sense sure that's interesting i i, I was a drama student in in high school where you know, I started off with the grade nine, and I just sort of kept going, which is awesome. And, and you're you're right in that, with the right teacher at the very least, you know, you could really get into it because you know there's not a lot of flexibility with the high school schedule. <clears throat> but one thing I noticed is, you know, I don't know many drama teachers. Obviously, yeah. I went to high school once, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my drama teacher and and the guy who ended up being sort of my mentor in high school was a drama and phys ed teacher. So, oh, really? yeah, and my question to you now uh, is, is that common? No. Okay. No, because uh, everybody always, you know, at parent-teacher interviews or just in conversations about my job, people are like, oh, phys ed and drama, that's, that's a strange combination. Yeah. And it is, but what I always tell people is that, you know, they're both about participation and they're both about teamwork. So yep. in you know, basketball, for example, if, if your teammate makes a bad pass and the ball is, you know, heading towards the sideline, sure. you don't point at your teammate and say, oh, he just made a bad pass. You, right. you go and try to get sure. the ball. And then same in drama is if, you know, if, uh, if Keegan, for example, says the wrong line, I'm not going to look at the audience and point at Keegan and say, <laughs> Keegan just said the wrong line, folks. Yeah. Uh, you can do I'm, I'm going to try to, like, switch <laughs> it around and, like, get us back on track. Right. So, yeah, yeah so they're definitely both about teamwork and, and cool. participation and enthusiasm, yeah. for, for sure. I like that, cool. that that comparison. I it's, think that's really cool. It's different than a podcast, though, because here we call Keegan out if he makes a mistake. All the time. <laughs> not if, when he yeah. makes a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and, and kind of on that uh, relationship between the two, do you have, is there... I know you must have. Uh, what's your kind of guiding philosophy on on education, or maybe even teaching phys ed? Um, I guess for for phys ed or for well, I guess okay for phys ed. First of all, I don't teach units. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of teachers will say we're doing two weeks of basketball, right. and mm-hmm. we're doing two weeks of volleyball, and we're doing two weeks of soccer. Um, I've I've never done that, and luckily I've you know been able to kind of do things my own way and, and work on, on my own philosophy because I just feel like if we change up the sport every day, like I, I like to have a plan and know what we're doing, but if a kid doesn't feel very confident with basketball, for example, I don't want them to come in and look at the schedule and see two weeks of basketball and just be discouraged. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. So I, I'll just tell them like, hey, give basketball a chance today yeah. and then tomorrow it's floor hockey and then the next day it's lacrosse and the next day it's volleyball. And there, there might be some sports where because – you, know, you need to kind of develop some skills mm. to actually enjoy the sport. We yeah. might do two days in a row just to build on that momentum. Yeah. But definitely my, my philosophy is like, just give it a chance for a day, participate, do your best. And I'm not going to you know expect that if it's not your thing, you have to do it for two weeks. Yeah. We'll just, we'll always switch it up. Um, Cause for me, participation and 
um, you know, positive attitude is, is going to be the, the, the main thing. Like I, with my, with my gym classes, it, it started out with a three S philosophy and then it, over the years became a five S philosophy mm-hmm. where on the first day I tell them that the most important thing is safety, obviously like, you know, making sure people are going to be safe. Second is sportsmanship. Third is strategy, like trying to do the right thing. Fourth is skill because we do want them to develop their skills as the year goes on. Sure. And then fifth is scoreboard. And, okay. you know, yeah. it, that's if I, I tell them on the first day, if you can remember those five things in that order, then you're going to be fine. Like if, if we're, if we're safe and we're treating each other well and we're being respectful, yeah. then that's great. And then down the line is actually, you know, scoring points and whatever. But sure. the, you know, the way they treat each other is more important than how many times we oh, yeah. the, the puck in the net, you know? Oh yeah. No, I get that. I like that philosophy. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, so do you find that your teaching or your your interests kind of spill over into your your life? Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's why I feel like I'm, I'm so lucky to have the job I have because in my free time, I I'm either playing sports or doing something related to theater. So the fact that I teach drama and I teach phys ed, um, I'm either coaching or directing or actually teaching. And then in my free time in the evenings or on the weekends, I'll be you know doing the same things. Like this morning, I played a football game, nice. um, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, you know it's 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 definitely you know, I'm, I'm definitely lucky to be able to do what I love sure. for my job um, because I don't think uh, and I think that's one of the things with the kids too. They 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 know that I'm not I'm not faking my enthusiasm for the subjects. You know, if I was a math teacher, I might have to <laughs> try to pretend to love it so yeah. they could get on board. Yeah, sure. Whereas with, with phys ed and drama, I don't think they have to question at all whether I'm actually committed to what we're doing because I, I love sports and I love theater. Sure. And so when I'm talking about these kids, you know, talking, talking about these subjects with the, with the students, um, you know, I, think they, I think they recognize that that passion is, is genuine. Cool. That's neat. That football game was it a nine a.m. Sunday morning <laughs> game. That's committed. <laughs> uh, yeah, we uh, we were. I don't know. We we play every every Sunday, and then we always have an evening game either on Tuesday or Thursday night. But Sunday, every team in the league plays. So uh, okay. one one team has to play. Well, one game's at nine. Then there's a ten thirty, and then there's a noon, and then one thirty, and then three. And then four thirty. So you obviously hope for the, yeah. the prime time slot, so yeah, yeah, three yeah. o'clock or four thirty. But this is this is the one time that we had to bite the bullet and play the nine o'clock game. So yeah. it was good. <laughs> we, we got the job done. Yeah, nice. good stuff. <laughs> did you win? Yeah, yeah you we won. did. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, how about we throw it to Amon um, with Classic Ottawa? Tell us what's going on. Yeah, I could do that. Uh, yeah, so Classic Ottawa is our, our news segment. And, uh, yeah, well, I'll just talk about some of the news events that have been happening over mainly the past week. Uh, first of all, uh, oh, yeah, this is this is cool. Uh, the uh, the Conference Board of Canada declared Ottawa the second most desirable city to live in uh, in Canada, obviously, second only to Calgary. Surprisingly, Gatineau ranked 23rd, with the surprise being that Gatineau was ranked at all uh, let alone in the top 100. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another news. Two men have been arrested while in the midst of a break-in near Sandy Hill uh, around 11 a.m. last Saturday. A neighbor called police after noticing the two men ask- acting suspiciously near the back door of a single-family home. 
Auto What reporters, uh, we apparently have reporters now. We do, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Reached out to uh, the neighbor to see if there are any ways one can possibly act around a back door, but no one was available, <laughs> available for comment. <laughs> Suspiciously around a yeah. back door at 11 a.m. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, the new, uh, the new iPhone's out. Robert, it is. One, right? I did, yeah. So there was, uh, you know... Apparently hundreds in uh, in a line at the the Apple Store. Probably there was a there. lot, yeah, 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 to uh, to get this new iPhone. Yeah, and uh, people who don't know about reserving the phone online were waiting, uh, you know, up to twenty four hours. Yeah, there, some people said they went two days without sleeping. Yeah, yeah, which oh. is which is a mess. <laughs> I uh, I was actually twentieth in line, about in the teens in the line. Yep, just walked up, got my phone, left, and. You know, for people who are getting the iPhone, in theory, they're they're probably tech savvy, and they should probably know that it's very easy just to reserve a phone. Yeah, stop waiting in line. Why are people I, still doing? I this? don't know. It doesn't there make sense. Thousands of people doing it. But that happened. Yeah. Um, Otto, what's own Robert Attrell was actually on CTV <laughs> I was on News scene. in the back in I the was. background, yep. <laughs> not waiting in the actual line though. But that was the thing. Give a screen credit now. Awesome. Yeah, maybe we'll post that. I've actually, I was on CTV one other time playing soccer. Good for you. This is my Brand second one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, a 20-year-old man was charged with assault after a bloody knife fight between two students at uh, the Carleton University's O-Train stop last Thursday. The, uh, the accused faced four charges, uh, including assault with a weapon, causing a disturbance, and bringing a knife to a knife fight. <laughs> uh, one other thing that was also in uh, in the article is that this guy was apparently a known associate to the Crips, which I oh. and this isn't a joke, this is a real thing, and I had no idea that the Crips even had a, an Ottawa brand. An Ottawa, Ottawa, Ottawa chapter. It's yeah. <laughs> pretty so much that guy. It's just yeah, at Carlton. That's it. <laughs> I forget if they're red or blue, but blue. It's, they're blue. There you yeah, go. wears blue a lot. That's it. <laughs> and uh, finally, uh, an article in the Ottawa Sun revealed that uh, according to numbers obtained by the Sun through the Freedom of Information, I guess, Act, uh, there were 23 reports of sexual assaults uh, that were filed by the Ottawa police from October uh, 2012 to May 2014. Uh, the same article later indicated that the numbers are misleading because it doesn't include calls that originate from, the, I guess, the victims' homes. Uh, basically, the lesson here is don't don't read the Ottawa Sun. Yeah. It contradicted itself in its own article. <laughs> like, why do this? And, and it took credit for getting the numbers. It doesn't make but sense. But they're probably not right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so oh, well. they're, they're clearly lower. Anyway, it doesn't make sense. Uh, they're lower than, than the reality is what I'm saying. But anyway. Classic so a Ottawa Classic Sun. Ottawa Sun. Uh, but that's news in Ottawa. That's great. Um just, I guess, bringing it back down to you, Kevin, mm-hmm. uh, you were saying that uh, outside of school, you do a few things, or actually even in school, you coach. Is that right? Yep. What, what do you coach, first of all? Um, I guess I'll try to put it in order of the, the school year. Right now, <laughs> golf. Golf? Uh, oh, Yeah, next, uh, volleyball. And then I, I've always coached basketball, but a couple of years ago, I, I handed the basketball program off to another teacher because another teacher was going to... It's, it's just funny how it all works out. Like there was, we, we always had a hockey coach at our school, and then he transferred to another school, so all of a sudden hockey became available. Oh. And so the teacher that always coached volleyball 
you know, really wanted to coach hockey because that's where his heart was. And, and so he took over hockey. I took over volleyball because I had always coached that in a previous school. Somebody else took on basketball. So for me, it's um, golf, volleyball, tennis, baseball. And, yeah, that's, that's pretty much my, my season. And then, wow. and then oh, in, the, in the spring, I'm usually focusing on directing a, like a school play. So, wow, so those, those sports seasons get me through to, to there, and then, then it's drama. How, how big is the school? Uh, maybe 500 students. Like, that, that's a lot of buildings. It is, students, yeah. 400s. That's, that's insane. That's yeah. fantastic. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah so, so golf is a... Uh, Golf's happening right now. It's so it's not really a season. It's just one tournament. Sure. Okay, but uh, but it's yeah. actually pretty exciting this year because I have a few young players who really are learning the game at the same time that they're competing. And when we had our first tryout, I realized that we didn't have that many players, and so I told <laughs> them, I said, "The guys, don't look at this as a tryout and put any extra pressure on you. Just you're on the team. Just yeah. take, look at this as a practice." That's fair. No, and no, so, I get that. And That's funny. So we we went from there, and then. Uh, then we had a girl come out, which was great. Um, great athlete. I, I've coached her in volleyball. She's a great soccer player, and she wanted to learn golf as well. And turns out she's a natural, which is amazing. Oh, because cool. last year when we went to our our, our league tournament, um, they said that the top two girls would move on to Yasso, which is the Eastern Ontario Championships. Oh, okay. and there was only one girl there. Oh wow! So before we even started, I said, "Well, good luck and." Congratulations! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you are, you're moving on. So that's uh, awesome. Yeah. So hopefully, so hopefully she'll stick with it, and we'll be able to bring her to the, the tournament on Thursday, and then she'll get the opportunity to hopefully move on. And just just have that experience. Sure. Cool. That's great. Oh, that is great. And uh, so so beyond the coaching, uh, there's also working with plays outside the school. So you're directing yeah, yeah. outside the school. Is that community theater? Yeah. That's that's. That's what I'm doing right now for the first time because I, I, I directed plays for, well, I guess this is my 11th year teaching with the school board, huh. and every year I've, you know, obviously done little plays with my within my drama class, yep. but then also um, like a big school play in the spring. Yep. Um, the Sears Drama Festival is something that I got involved with once I got to Russell High School. Sears? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, went yeah. to that. Oh, did you do that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it, it was great because when I was at Seaway, the school that I taught at before, um, I had a couple students ask me, like, can we do Sears this year? And I didn't really know much about it. Sure. And we were always really busy with our school play in the spring. Of course. And so it just, it conflicted with it and we never, didn't really ever get a chance to look into it. So when I got bumped to Russell, um, the first thing I said was, you know, I I don't want to step on anybody's toes, but if uh, if there's any chance for me to get involved with the drama program here, let me know. And it turned out that, that we had one play already going into Sears, and they said, would you like to direct our second play? Because we're hosting and we're allowed to submit two plays. Fantastic. So I directed the second play. Like, I, you know, I had to choose it and, you know, audition students for it and then cast it and, and direct it. Um, and we ended up being chosen to move on to regionals. Wow. And so now this we've four years in a row now we've moved on to regional so wow you know, that's great <laughs> I always say to kids like hey no pressure <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, we've done four years in a row like we'll see what, we'll see what happens this year yeah, yeah, they're, they're such a great bunch of kids and um, you know when, when we put the time into it that we do and um, we get that kind of rewarding you know experience out of it it's it's amazing so I, after I guess 
10 years now of, of directing high school plays, yeah. I'd always thought that one of these years I would move on to directing community theater. Sure. But it was just, I guess it was a little bit intimidating because I thought, you know, when you tell a kid, hey, trust me, the audience is going to like this part, <laughs> you know, like, say it this way and trust me, they'll like it. Sure. It's it's easier <laughs> than telling somebody older than you saying, like, hey, right. man, trust me, you're fine. <laughs> when you say it this way, the audience is going to love it. Yeah. You know, if somebody has more life experience than you, you're, sure. you're just not as confident telling them. But I just feel like my experience has kind of um, gone further than, you know, my, my age. Like, sure. I'm, I'm able to to tell people whether they're older or younger than, than me that, you know, I, I've seen this and I've done this and, and we can we can try it this way. And so I'm having an amazing experience now with this the first community theater play that I'm directing. Very cool. Cool. And, and when is this? Uh, it's going to be November 26th to 29th. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> Fe- featuring Keegan? I have a, I have a very yeah. small part in it. It's almost, there is no small feature. part, only no, a small hey. actor. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, we needed a uh, a handsome uh, mid twenties actor and, and a troll, and then we ended up with Keegan. <laughs> his, his name comes up throughout the show. He's he's in he's in one scene, and then um, you know they definitely talk about the the, the damage he's doing the rest yeah. of the way. But, uh, okay. he's, uh, he's, he's doing great. Oh, that's great. Uh, but yeah, no. So it's it's exciting to finally take that step from high school theater to community theater. And the beauty of it for this one is that this play has a few teenage roles in it. So oh, yeah. it's kind of, I'm able to bring the two mm-hmm. worlds together, I guess. Like, I've got some of my high school students in it, sure. but then also community theater actors as well. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's been an amazing experience so far. Great. Cool. Is, is community theater, uh, this is out of, sorry, where, Russell? This is in Russell as well. Also yeah. in Russell. Yeah, okay. so it, RAPA is uh, Russell Association for the Performing Arts. Okay. And... The, the theater that we use is actually the auditorium in the school. Okay. Thanks. So I don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. I have to kind of hang around for a couple hours after school. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's November 26th to 29th, and the, the play is called George Washington Slept Here. Cool. Okay. Is Keegan about... George Washington? No. He's... Oh, darn. This guy and his wife from the, the city... Um, they're checking out this farmhouse in the first scene and he says, you know, isn't this place great? Like, can you believe that George Washington once slept here back in the day and look at these walls and look at it, like, look out here, like colonial soldiers must've been passing by here back in the day. And, uh, the wife isn't too impressed. She says, okay, great. Like we've seen it. Let's go. Like she just thinks they're out for a Sunday drive, checking out these old houses. And then finally he says, Annabelle, I bought it. And she said, what? So, so. Oh. You know, she doesn't know that they're actually buying this place, moving there. Yeah. But then the rest of the play is about these the city couple adjusting to country life, having some you know situations with their <coughs> with their neighbors and um, problems with the property, and it goes on from there. Very cool. cool. Is is the community theater, uh, or is is the community really into uh, uh, theater in in Russell? Like, is is it a big thing there? Community theater. I'm, I'm I'm throwing a lot of words out here. And no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to say, <laughs> Russell's uh, very supportive. I'm, I'm uh, joking. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> um, well, let's do um, what's going down in Bytown. Yeah. Or let's do a sponsor for a second. Oh yeah, sponsor. Sure. Sorry, I forgot about the sponsor. <laughs> so this week on Ottawa, our sponsor is actually a really cool new product. So. 
Uh, it's called the One Ring, and it's it's basically a piece of wearable technology that goes on your on your finger instead of on your wrist or all of these fitness trackers. So, uh, are you one of the millions of people who bought a smartwatch in the last year, only to forget about it in a drawer somewhere and never see it again? Are you tired of taking your phone out of your pocket every two minutes just to see if anything new is going on? One Ring is a beautifully crafted piece of jewelry designed to let you know if you should look at your phone again. You can set it to show different colors and use different vibration patterns for alerts, and it even has a Bluetooth speaker so you can take calls. If you're worried about battery life, stop! It charges from your own body heat. Now, admittedly, it doesn't have a screen, but it will project a hologram to display messages and to let you surf the web. The future is here. So, coming in early 2025, it's one ring. The ring to rule them all. Ah. <laughs> these, nice. these are becoming less satirical and more just like Rob's dreams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> He's just not letting you break them. <laughs> I want one. Yeah, there you go. One ring. That's pretty cool. No. How are you doing, your Jeff? You good? Good, yeah. Good. yeah. Is, is that based on something? Uh, like I started ring? at... Well, no, I was thinking, I was, I was sitting on the bus and I was thinking about watches and right. uh, the Apple Watch that they just announced because that's what I think about now. And I, so I started, I did what the, what is really hard to do in comedy is to start with the tagline. I wanted, I had, I knew it was going to be a ring uh, so and I wanted to say the rings rule them all. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Reverse engineered that joke. Yeah. That's good. That's it. Cool. Reverse engineering. I love that. That's yeah. one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> just in general. Yeah. Like well, that. just in, in theater though, like, oh, I see. If, yeah. if uh. If we find that a character is just standing in the wrong place, that's what I always say. I was, I was like, okay, we have to reverse engineer this back to whatever moment got you there yeah. because we can't get you there. we got to get you somewhere else. Sure. That's smart. Yeah, that's smart. I actually wanted to ask you about um, directing and your process or really what the, the kind of work that goes into directing or maybe your, the decisions that you have to make. Um, well, choosing the play is obviously the... The most important thing, first of all, like with our with the the play that I did at Russell, um, I guess five years ago now, the first time that I I did a play there, I had two scripts chosen. I did auditions, and the kids were so amazing, and there were so many like talented kids that I had to read eight more scripts that weekend because I had chosen two plays. One had three characters, and one had four, yeah. <laughs> and I had you know twelve amazing kids come out to audition. And I thought like I can't cut eight of these kids they're too good so I read more scripts I chose a different play that had eight characters and had callback auditions and I usually call it a a chemistry read where where uh, I know that I probably want all these kids in there but I need to see who's going to be the dad who's going to be the mom who's going to be the son who's like they're all going to I know they can all do it but just what feels the best and so we did that the chemistry read callback audition and then that was the play that ended up moving on to the, the regionals in Oshawa oh yeah um, but yeah for me for the uh, so once, once I've chosen a play and I start directing the, the rehearsals um, like what we're, we're doing right now with George Washington yep. is we need to build each scene and so um, if we're doing act one scene one um, it might take us an hour and a half to actually get through the whole scene and figure out the blocking but then once we've actually structured it and given it some shape, then we can probably run through it three more times in the last half hour. That makes sense. So sure. it's, it's, it's an exciting time to be, you know, building the scenes and then actually get to see them run through a couple of times. And, you know, that, that's, that's the thing about the, the Russell uh, actors that we're working with is they're, 
they're so patient. They 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 take it. Um, you know, they're not professional, sure. but I, I guess I guess the best way I can describe it, it's almost like they're like professional amateurs. Like they're they're I, I know or, or amateur professionals. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> what, what's going with both? Yeah, because <laughs> so, they're they they take it seriously and. You know they're they're definitely there to work, sure. and they understand that it is going to take some time to build the scene. But then once we have it built, it's exciting to get to run it a couple of times. And so we've it's a three act play. Um, this week we're we're going to be working on Act Three, and I split Act Three into two halves, just not not for the performance, but just for rehearsal purposes. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to be on Tuesday Act Three Part One, uh, Thursday Act Three Part Two, and once that's done we can actually just start rehearsing um, oh, once, yeah. we, once we, once we've actually, uh, choreographed basically. And that's the thing, like some of these plays, like there's so much chaos that it looks like it's just happening naturally, but there's so much choreography involved yeah. to make that happen. Like even if it's something as simple as when one, one character goes into the kitchen and another character comes in the front door, you can't leave the audience waiting for those two or three awkward seconds. Sure. That's right. Like basically as one door is, I guess let's say like uh, when people are talking about destiny, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. when when one door opens, like, the window opens, and like, yeah. like it has to be like that. Like, basically, like as that kitchen door is closing behind the maid, yeah. the handyman has to be coming in the front door because otherwise right. the audience doesn't know where to look. And so they shouldn't be watching a door just close. No. They should already have had their focus shifted somewhere else. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's and, cool. Yeah, and not just chore- choreography, but also blocking in itself, right? Yeah. I imagine it's just a nice... Well, and even mess. It's, <laughs> it's so important, like, there's... Um, the the actors that I'm working with are amazing. Um, and there was one moment where I knew a character was coming in the front door and they had to kind of storm in and they had something to say. Sure. And so, again, talking about reverse engineering, <laughs> yeah. there was a scene like, just prior to that where... Um, the one character, his his instincts were like go closer to his, you know, his wife and argue about something. But he had to stay in front of the couch because, in you know, thirty seconds we needed to open up this lane for the character to come down the middle. That makes sense. So you know, he just, and when we were doing it um, after we built it, he I saw he he moved too far forward <laughs> and he looked down in the audience. He, he pointed at me and he like kind of took a few steps back because. <laughs> He knew he's like he's like all oh, right, right. We we fixed this, and so he backed up and he took that spot. But now the next time we go through it, it won't it won't be an issue. But yeah, you know, it's just there's so many moments where it looks natural sure. and it should look natural. Yeah. But um, even another moment where he he looked kind of dejected about something he had just heard, and he just kind of slumped his shoulders. But that wasn't enough. We actually needed him to like slump down into the couch right. because somebody else is coming in behind. And we had to open up that window to see them. That so, makes sure. sense. It's all, uh, it's all really these little cool. details that yeah. you know an audience member might not realize. No, that, uh, <laughs> no, but it but it looks so organic. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, it should look organic, but they should never you know have trouble seeing something happening. If, sure. You know, if they do, then that means we didn't realize it during rehearsal. And, sure. You know, like that moment where he you know, he he looked dejected. That was great, yeah. but he actually had to clear some space for another character to come in. That was more important. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Do you do you go to theater in Ottawa or do French Fest or any of that stuff? Like do you um, consume? Theater? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I I lived in Toronto for a couple of years and I I went to the French Festival there quite a bit. The Ottawa French Festival, um, like the schedule doesn't work out quite as well. I think I think Ottawa French Fest is 
earlier, and okay. so I'm still it teaching when that's going on. Oh, I see. But in Toronto, it was like middle of the summer, so it was a lot more convenient to go to that. But right. um, but I definitely try to go to like Ottawa Little Theater, um, GCTC. Yeah, great Canadian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, last year, I took uh, I took a, a class of students to see Legally Blonde. Oh yeah, and nice. did the the musical of that, which is yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. Um, so definitely, I tried, and then you know we I think we went up to see what was it. Um, I can't remember the play we saw, but two years ago we went to the NAC, okay. and basically I, I I would love to take every class I teach to one play each semester. It's complicated, and yeah. you know it, there's financial issues yeah. and and then permission forms and all that stuff. But I wish it was easier to take a class to you know if, if I could go to three plays every semester I would. Yeah. Um, the Upper Canada Playhouse in Morrisburg, I'd like to take my class to a show there. Sure. Um, but yeah, definitely. I, I try to see as many shows as I can in Ottawa. That's right. And if I can, if it's an appropriate show, I, I would love to bring my class there as well. That makes sense. Nice. It's, yeah. a, it's a pretty vibrant community. Eh? Oh yeah, there's, there's a lot of shows going on almost all the time. It seems. And that's why it's, it's exciting for me to be, you know, finally directing community theater. Right. Because you know, I'm 30 years old. I've been directing high school plays for a long time, and now to, I'm not, I'm not directing professional theater, but mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely. A different feeling where you know these people give up their own time to to come in and rehearse from seven o'clock to nine thirty at night, and you know they're they're really receptive to ideas. And you know I get emails like just these random times a day from actors in the play who would you know they've done some research about their character about a line that we were discussing in the play. And, you know it's just it's really exciting to 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 feel how how involved everybody is. Um, and then in the Ottawa community theater, obviously like. Um, I just feel like I'm that that much closer to it now because yeah. I'm working with other adults who have that same passion for theater. Sure. Cool. Neat. Yeah. Um, how about what's going down in Bytown? That's one we didn't do yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you want to take that key? Sure. What's going down in Bytown is our um, events calendar of sorts that will keep you informed as to what's going on or what you should be doing uh, in Ottawa. This first one is very special because someone actually sent it directly to us. Yeah. So we have to plug it. <laughs> so That's how that works. <laughs> so it's also an ad. If you have an event that you want to see or promote, um, let us know. Because yeah. this kind of thing will happen. Uh, <laughs> the Green Home Showcase opens the doors of Ottawa's most sustainable homes on September 27th. Uh, anyone interested in building in green building renovations or sustainable design? are invited to tour some of the community's most inspiring and sustainable homes. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll post a link up to that. There's all kinds of uh, stuff going on. Yeah. And that will be cool. So that's September 27. Um, also coming up is, ooh, is the Nature Nocturne uh, coming up at the end of the month, I guess. Yeah, yeah we're back for another season. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so it's the kickoff. Yeah. This, this uh, event's theme is chemistry. That's a good theme. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. No one cares. No, I care. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's got the it's got the dual meaning. You mean chemistry like the science because oh. it's nature, but you could also mean like people getting together, get dancing. Yeah. I was wondering why. I was like, that's weird. Chemistry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Should come back to some really microbiology theme? Yay! Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Kevin, you ever heard of Nature and Doctor? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even say what it is. It's uh, a party at Museum of Nature. Yeah. They turn it into like a club. Oh yeah. I think at night. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's really cool. We went. Well, I've gone once, but it was it was fun. It was, it was a few times. Yeah. Japan themed, mm-hmm. and they open up all the 
well, not all, but a lot of the exhibits, and you get to walk around and yeah. see them, and there's it's music. And, yeah, the I, I find it, it's like a club, but like the the average age of people is a, a bit uh, a bit older. Like, yeah, it's not like a crazy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think I think cover has everything to do with that. Oh, yeah, 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 it's yeah. twenty dollars, right? So. I, I know when I was in school, I was not going to pay twenty dollars no. for a cover. I'll that much. Oh, God, even even playing. today, I don't want to. 20. But <laughs> but I, I did it. Sorry, say, say that again, Kevin. Oh, I was just going to say I don't think I've ever paid twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe know. once. I think I saw it. there was a guy in uh, a DJ in, in Toronto named Tiger Blood. I think. Okay. We we saw him, and I think it's probably twenty bucks each. For but sure. uh, but when you said chemistry, it's funny because we uh, we did, we did a school well not a school a class movie. Uh, two years ago, and that was the title of it, Chemistry. Yeah, right. And like you said, it was the, the dual meaning. It was these two kids who got put together to do a project in their chemistry class, right. but there was you know some chemistry. Uh, yeah. And um, when, when the, the guy shows up at the girl's house to work on the project, um, the dad meets him at the door, and uh, he says, uh, what are you here to work on? He goes, oh, we're going to work on our chemistry. He goes, oh, like hell you are. And he goes, no, 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 project, project, project. He's like, oh, okay, come on. So, <laughs> nice. That's good. I like that. Same, same. Yeah. yeah. It's the the double meaning. Double, double meaning. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we always thought that we'd maybe do a sequel someday called, like, Physics yeah. or something. But yeah, yeah. It hasn't <laughs> happened yet. So far, so far chemistry stands alone. There, there's potential, though. Yeah. yeah. yeah there's cool. a, lot, a lot of science in Yeah, yeah, yeah. Biology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Also coming up, we have Harvest Noir, a chic flash mob picnic, where that sounds really <laughs> that does sound like mob. way to sell it. Sounds that's very tiring, but uh, I can see how some people would like that. Yeah. Uh, groups of friends of all ages dress in black at a secret urban location. Organizers would like to remind local juggalos that this is not the gathering. <laughs> is, is that a thing? It's a, yeah, the, ga- the a thing. gathering. Juggalos and, and the gathering is a thing. I think where juggalos get together. Yeah, right? just juggalos me. dressed in black. Has anyone seen a juggalo in real life? Have you seen a juggalo? I have. I've seen him on TV. Juggalo. Like in, it's like the people with the face paint. Do you remember yeah. ICP? The Insane Clown Posse. I, yeah, yeah. When in, Insane Clown Posse. I think oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're following his juggalos. I mean, they yeah. wear a clown. Oh, so they invented that's that? a juggalo? Yeah. 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 Uh. We're not juggalos, just to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> We're just familiar with it. There's, there's, uh, there's references on some TV shows. Yeah. Can We're you not... take your mask off for a second? <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> it's so, just the way we look. So they inspired this lifestyle? Like that? That's yeah. how they dressed and how they acted and they had face paint and, well, they uh, still do, I think. But, I always thought it was like yeah. pre-existing, like... No, juggalos no. were a thing, no. and then no. they were just like the first juggalo band to make it. No, I think it's so weird. They're following, yeah, yeah it's oh, juggalo. Yeah. It's a big deal, though. Apparently, <laughs> again, I am not a juggalo, <laughs> and this is not the gathering. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Spark Street Mall is hosting Rib Toberfest this summer. Oh, nice. Uh, this summer? This fall. Uh, sorry, this fall. <laughs> on autopilot. This, this October. <laughs> this October. So that's something. Yeah. Um, I heard that. I, I, I heard that when they were naming it, they um. Ah, I can think of a joke. You, you actually, <laughs> you did it very well. Like I don't think that was on purpose, but you read the joke exactly as written. It was perfect. <laughs> That's just how I talk. <laughs> the, the tagline for this Rip, Riptoberfest is. It is probably fine, right? 
October. Yeah, it's really, uh, really pushing. Really, yeah, they really are. Pushing it. Uh, and there's a link to Carp Fair on the sheet, <laughs> but no information about it. So look that up. We'll also put a link in the notes, and you can go okay. and click if you want to know. Hey, all, hey, Carp, you got a fair coming up. Check I hear that Carp Fair is actually a big thing, and I put it on there, and I had a joke written. But the last, like, what? In the last, what? Nineteen nine. This is the 19th episode? Yeah. yeah. So in the last, what, 12 episodes, we've, we've made fun of a lot of different fairs from around yeah. Ottawa, and I was like, I don't want to make fun of another one. So I just put the link on our fair and nothing else. But it's this weekend. It's this weekend. Okay. Oh, is this link more like an apology to all the previous fairs? Yeah. I just said, you know, we like, You know what, guys? That's Carp it. Fair. Go check it out. Check it out. We apologize to Birdgate Fair. Yeah. Birdgate Fair. Sorry, Sorry Chesterville right Fair. Cat Fair. Russell Fair. There was a meat, medieval Kill. fair yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. The, this one what out. was the fall standing horse fair or something? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Too many fairs. Um, so, Kevin, you were saying you lived in Toronto for a while. Yeah. Uh, what kind of stuff did you do there? Um, I worked in TV and film there. I worked, well, because I guess prior to, to Toronto, I worked on, uh, I guess, 40 to, uh, about 40 TV commercials and about 30 uh, music videos in London, England. Oh, cool. Um, and then I had a two-year work visa in England, and when that was almost up, I thought I had built up enough of a resume to, to take that experience to Toronto and work there. And so I, I did commercials and, and uh, music videos in Toronto for two more years. And then um, I had uh, the opportunity to take that experience and, and start teaching full-time. Because I had a, a phys ed degree, but then I also suddenly had all this drama experience. So I was able to um, just find the right place at the right time where the drama teacher was retiring <laughs> and a phys ed teacher was transferring to another school. <laughs> and, and they could actually put those two classes together and it's crazy that you had a teacher that taught those two subjects yeah. because yeah, it's really <laughs> it's, it is unusual to have those two together yeah. it, it makes perfect sense to me sure but you don't see it too often no. so they normally would have taken those drama classes and paired them with like an english teacher sure. and that makes sense patch that off and then uh, you know when i was in high school i know my my phys ed teacher also taught science for example yeah. right you know some biology and health mm-hmm. elements to it but um, yeah, so I was able to go from teaching, uh, or sort of working on music videos and commercials in England, doing the same thing in Toronto, and then all of a sudden teaching phys ed drama sure. in, uh, in Ontario. Yeah. Cool. And what, what kind of stuff did you do? I mean, um, what aspects of, um, commercial production? Um, well, when I first started, I was, uh production assistant or a runner like mm-hmm. I basically started right at the bottom and that's mm-hmm. and that's something I, I like to tell me I don't I don't talk about my you know previous career too much with my classes mm-hmm. but when I do it's just to make them understand that you know you can start at the bottom and you know work your way up you know I, I wasn't born in LA or Toronto sure. I didn't you know have any advantages to getting getting into this business but when uh when I applied to this, this company in England, I basically, um, the company was called Mill Film, and they had done the visual effects for the movie Gladiator. Oh, wow. Cool. And so they won an Oscar for that. And so I basically sent them an email saying, um, you know, I've, I've worked on some, some films in Canada, and now that I'm living in England, I'd like to, you know, learn more about your side of the business since you, know, you guys are obviously the best at what you do. Um, and it's just one of those one of those situations where you had to really sell yourself and 
you know, not be shy about being passionate about what you, you know, what you want to do. And, and I said, I'd be, uh, I'd be willing to come in and volunteer if I had to. Um, you know, I just wanted to you know, learn about this side of the business. So they brought me in for an interview. Um, and I got a job instead of just volunteering. And I guess, you know, sometimes it was making teas and coffees and bringing them up to the, the suites, but you also got to learn about the whole process. And they knew that I didn't want to do post-production. I wasn't really a, you know, computer, like visual effects guy. I wanted to get back into the production scene. So they recommended me to the company down the street, which was owned by Ridley Scott. Um, and so I worked for him for two years working on commercials, but I was, a uh, an assistant director, basically. So in the pre-production stages, doing research and sometimes like running down the street to HMV and finding a couple DVDs that you think are going to be a good like visual for, for, you know, for the director planning out the next, the next video or the next commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, you know, video editing. Um, but then on set, usually what the assistant director would do is while the director is talking to the, the cinematographer about, you know, where they're going to point the camera for the next shot. The assistant director, we actually get to talk to the actors and say, okay, they're lining this shot up because mm-hmm. the next shot is the one where you come out the door and you walk down the hall or whatever. Right. So it's a nice, it's, it's a nice, really, really nice spot to be in, being the kind of the liaison between the, the actors and the director. Yeah. That's nice. That's cool. Which, which only helps you right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, like just listening to the way other directors or other, um, you know, the producer, the cinematographer, like just seeing them deal with the actors, you know, obviously you absorb a lot of that. And, yeah. and now as a, like a theater director, I probably have you know more ideas than, than I would have if I never had that experience. And, you know, in my drama class as well, like the kids, I probably, you know, have, have ideas that I didn't know I would have. Sure. Because they just somewhere along the line, I've had that <laughs> absorb it from somebody else. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Um, let's do a speed round. Speed round. Oh yeah, yeah sure. Speed round. Oh yeah. Yes. Looking forward to speed round. Yeah, speed rounds are segment. It's more of a game, I guess. Yeah. Something yeah. that we enjoy thoroughly. Yeah. Where we um, blitz our our guest with questions. <laughs> some are silly. Some are serious. Short uh, answers. Long answers. Just like oh, yeah, short, short answers. Short yeah, answers. Yeah, Go for a record. The record is uh, so we're gonna put two minutes on the clock, yeah. right? Yeah. And the record is two minutes. You so- said that joke so many times. Man. <laughs> my favorite. The joke. last time we did a speed round, the the record, Kim Scott, yeah. answered twenty five questions in two minutes. Something, like it was, like it was that. ridiculous. Oh, uh, yeah. So uh, don't do that because we ran out of questions. No, it's <laughs> yeah. fine. It's fine. <laughs> That's more of a challenge. They get progressively yeah. worse. That's fine. Progressively easier and easier I questions. Know what question number twenty six. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> um, okay, ready to go? Yeah. Time thirty. Uh, Mon, you want to start? Yeah. Uh, I can't even think of my first question. What is uh, what was your favorite place to live? Um, jeez. Uh, man, Calgary. Calgary was great. Nice. Uh, Korea was great. So I'm gonna go Thai. Calgary is cool. Uh, what's the last movie you watched? Mm. Um, uh, Tigerland. I've seen it before, but I watched it again nice. on Blu-ray. Dream play to direct. Um, jeez, the one I'm doing right now is great because <clears throat> it was one that I directed with students before, and I always thought if I could get like the, the people at the actual age, I'd love to do it. But uh, our town—that's that'll be my dream right there. Uh, favorite actor? 
slash actress? Uh, probably Russell Crowe. Nice. What a board game you cannot stand. Cannot stand? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I guess life. Because yeah. I, I, I used yeah. to love it, but then it's like when you actually try to play it, it goes on forever. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite ice cream flavor? Chocolate. Yeah. Chip. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, most hated food. Oh, uh, shrimp. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's your default dance move? <laughs> um, I guess like shaking my arms. I don't like. Okay. Like, like a kind of fish pump. Busting out. That's good. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about yourself? Uh, I guess enthusiasm like that's you know I, I wouldn't be able to get through my my day to day without that so all right, I'll, cool. I'll take that yeah. would you ever shave your head completely bald slash have you ever shaved your head completely bald? Uh, I never have but you know I, I would but it would have to be for a good cause it wouldn't just be for my own <laughs> okay that's fine your own personal gain yeah. yeah like I always thought when Jacques Villeneuve like had his hair bleached blonde I was like oh I'd like to do that one day but then I got a job and I was like oh, I guess I'm never going to get a chance to do this <laughs> that's fair I was favorite Ottawa restaurant. Uh, Big Rig. Nice. Yeah. It's oh, time. Is that time? Yeah. Okay. That's nice. iPhone six. That's it. I was low. <laughs> Turn the volume up. No, it was. Uh, no, I, I made you put it on silent. You did. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Uh, well, yeah, that's 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 about time. Yeah, that's time. That's, that's it. So, uh, well, first how, of all, how long was that? Was like an hour. hour. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's crazy. <laughs> It happens to us every week. It's just like, yeah. I mean, at first we tried to make this a forty-minute show. Yeah, uh, we're not. And it never happens. So we're like, okay, let's let's go for about an hour. Yeah. But it flies by. That's it's crazy. So, um, well, first of all, you know, you can find this episode. You've probably already found it if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> but we're at ottawapodcast.com. Uh, we'll have we have a feedback form on there. If you ever have any feedback, there's. Uh, as Keegan mentioned, if you have anything to, to promote in terms of events, let us know. Email yeah. us. Uh, Ottawa email us on podcast at Gmail, yeah. I think it is. Yeah. Right. Or write us on Facebook. Yeah. Or like us. Or all, all kinds on, of things. On Facebook or in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter as well. So there's that. Um, Kevin, do you have anything you want to promote? You obviously have something you want to promote. Yeah. Um, well, play I'm, maybe? I'm, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> there's a play that's coming up in Russell, uh, November 26th to 29th. George Washington slept here. If you check the uh, the Rapa website, then you can you can find ticket information there. Cool. But That's R A A P A. Just R A P A. Okay. Russell Association for the Performing Arts. The cool. F and the T kind of get deleted in there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Rapa. I think it's I believe it's Rapa.org. Okay. Right. We'll we'll put a link to just in case. Yeah, yeah that'd be fantastic. And yeah, then we'll uh, November 26th, 29th. Really looking forward to that. And it'll be a be a fun night. I can right. people watch you play football as well on Sunday morning. <laughs> I guess they could. They wanted to wake up. And in, uh, yeah, I'm playing the Cornwall uh, Men's Flag Football League. There you go. Come on out. Check that out. I like that. Uh, anything else you want to throw out there? Um, no, this, is, this has been uh, this has been great. I was uh, looking forward to it and um, really it's been a great experience. I don't have anything to, good stuff. to add to it, right. but it was, it, was, it was good stuff. That's what we like awesome. to hear. Yeah. Uh, well, you can do us one last favor. Oh, yeah. By I'm end, looking forward to that. By ending our episode, we have our guest <laughs> say, yell, sing, auto what, any way they like. And yep. then we'll just 
I'll sniff it right after. All right. Well, uh, this one uh, this one goes out to my uh, my defensive partner on the football team, Derek Thomas. He's from West Virginia. He uh, hurt his hamstring the other day, so he's he's on the shelf for a little while. But uh, there would be no better way to say this than uh, on a what? <laughs>